0: Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org.
1: And may God continue to bless you.
0: Here for a lot of people, Amen. but we've been able to wait on God and be of good courage. Amen. We've seen Him strengthen our hearts, and we're grateful. We're grateful, Minister Furby, I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am so excited to be here. I am so excited to be here. Y'all I am so excited to be here. That song right there—that we when I was in state college we led a series of prayer called The Encounter. And my best friend and I, she sang that song as the song that set the atmosphere for what is now five years of prayer every week on Wednesday night. And it's just confirmation after confirmation after confirmation of the will of the Lord um, that is being done in this moment. I'm just grateful, so thank you very much for being sensitive to Sister Tracy and to Brother Leonard, Leonard and to the search committee. Um, thank you for the opportunity to allow, for allowing me to be here um, and to serve throughout the month, but specifically to serve today. Um, to Deacon Nix, thank you very much for this opportunity. To Reverend Campbell, sir, You've been serving extremely well through this time of pandemic. Yeah, that's, yes, <laughs> but, um, It's hard to serve through seasons of transition. Ask me how or no. <laughs> I've been doing that for at least three years. It's hard to serve through seasons of transition, but you've been doing a beautiful job, and we honor you for that. We're grateful to God for your service. It's good. It was good to see so many of you in Zoom yesterday in that meeting. Um, I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to meet with you via Zoom and to talk with so many of you and to answer some questions and to actually ask a couple of questions myself. So we're sort of in the dating process, you know, <laughs> we're trying to get to know each other. So it's it's good to be able to see each other face to face a little bit of the, the ones that were able to be here yesterday. Thank you. Um, I'm grateful for that time that we had together. It's time to go to the word. All the attitudes are done. Now let's give honor to God. In Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46, when I was trying to figure out what to preach this morning, I was going through the archives, you know, and I was, this is the first time coming to a new church, and this feels a little weighty, so I was trying to find a good one, you know, <laughs> I was trying to find a good one so I could find, like, I was we trying to break fire, and the Lord was like, yeah, no, you haven't performed throughout any of this season, not time to perform this morning. So I'm giving you what I've given to Well and Temple this morning. It's the same sermon that they'll hear, and it's the same sermon that I believe it's a season of God to go into the garden. So let's take a stop in the garden today. Matthew chapter 26. Oops, yeah, Matthew chapter 26, beginning at verse 36. I believe it's your custom to stand for the reading of the word. So those that are here, if you don't wouldn't mind standing, I would appreciate that. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It reads as follows And Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. Somebody say Gethsemane. Gethsemane. And said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said, Peter, and said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, say amen somebody, but the flesh is weak. Again, the second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it. Your will be done. Then he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand that the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. If there is a topic for this morning's sermon, it's a real simple one. It's called The Garden. Draw me nearer
1: nearer. to
0: gardens I think of a beautiful place. I had to write this down because it's too much for me. When I think of gardens I think of a beautiful place. I think of a place of pretty fragrant flowers or where vegetables grow in abundance. I tried my hand at gardening for the first time last year last summer when the pandemic hit I got a little bored you know and I was trying to figure out what to do with my time so it was a, a little space that someone had cleared out in the yard before I moved in there. And I tried my hand at gardening. And so the kids and I, we grew some sunflowers and some tomatoes and some peppers and lettuce. We even grew some Brussels sprouts because I like Brussels sprouts and bacon. (laughs) All from seed. And I learned after the fact that I didn't have to go to Home Depot and get these packages of seeds. I could have got little small plants called starters. But I tried my hand at growing things from seed because I wanted to see the process, what the process was of growing food from seed. Gardens are beautiful places. And we learn a lot from the ground. And last year when I found, what I found is I connected with the dirt was I was learning a lot about how my soul connects with God. See in the garden, you plant seeds so that you can get a harvest. But you have to plant the right seed at the right time, at the right depth. And if you don't follow the instructions, that seed won't actually grow and produce the harvest that you're looking for. It's real simple, but we make it so complicated. You got to find the right seed, put it in the right soil, plant it at the right depth, water it in the right way, and you'll get what you're looking for. Some of the plants that I planted needed to be planted a little bit further into the ground. Some needed more sunlight than others, so I had to find a different place in the yard to plant those. Some of the plants that I was planting needed to be watered differently than others. There were some that I had to water in the morning and at night and in the afternoon. There were some that if I watered them when the sun was out, they would burn. the water on the leaf would burn the plant and I wouldn't get a harvest. I didn't know any of this stuff but I'm learning through the process of what it looks like to grow my garden, what it looks like to actually take care of my soul. (laughs) And I found that some of the plants grew more quickly than others. And also, it was really interesting to me that those plants that I had to plant the deepest were the ones that grew the highest. (laughs) They went down in the ground the furthest, but they were the ones that sprouted up the highest. Gardening was fascinating to me. Sometimes I would sit outside at night and make sure that the rabbits and the other critters wouldn't get my vegetables that I was trying to grow, you know. And as I sat out there, I would make noise when I heard rabbits or critters rustling in the wood, in the, um, in the bush, in the brush. And sometimes I would take a little spray bottle outside and I would spray them in the eyeballs, you know, <laughs> so that they wouldn't get, they wouldn't get my food because I'm trying to eat tomorrow. That's my salad for tomorrow. You know what I mean? and I'm trying to squirt the, the, the rabbit or the fox or whatever it was and literally there are animals going in through my garden you can't have my food, I'm sorry so I make noise and stop my foot or just try to get the animals away and I, would, I felt like I needed to watch over this garden because I knew that the harvest that it was going to produce was necessary for me and my family when we ate and then in the morning I would take my dog outside and my dog, is her name is Hannah, I love her I would take her outside, and when we went outside, we would find that there would be birds all in the garden, right? And those birds would be trying to steal my seed. (laughs) I'm preaching already. You don't even understand. The birds would be trying to steal my seed. So I would let the dog start to bark so that the the birds would fly away, right? Because how would I, I'm sleeping, when I go outside, these birds could take my seed, and then my harvest will not be produced. All of these things are what I learned from trying to figure out how in the world to create a garden in my backyard. All right. I could have put a net down. People were trying to tell me of different ways to figure out how to protect my harvest. I could have put a net over top and then the birds wouldn't have been able to steal my seed. I could have created raised beds and then the rabbits would have had to jump real high to get into my my um, the beds where the garden worked. But I didn't want that. I wanted to learn what it looked like to get my hands dirty, to get my hands in the soil, and to tend for this food so that I could learn the hard work of tending for my soul. Now, at Will and Temple, we have just completed a series about how Jesus, prior to beginning his earthly ministry, was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That's Matthew chapter four, verse one. He was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and it's it was interesting to us to understand what it looked like for us as believers to be led by the spirit into a wilderness place so that the devil the enemy of our souls could actually tempt us and this week we're taking our walk we're beginning our walk to resurrection sunday and we begin that walk with a stop in the garden it's interesting to me that jesus would be led by the spirit into a desolate place before his life and ministry began. He was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He was led into a desolate place before his life and ministry began. And just three years later, he would be led to a place that's full of life before he begins his walk towards his death on the cross. In the beginning, he's led by the spirit into a dry, desolate place. And at the end, it looks like he's in a place where life is in abundance, but now he's about to die. First point, and I've only got three, I won't be here long. First point is, sense, don't confuse your location with your season, say amen somebody. Don't confuse your location with your season. Jesus knew the difference between what things looked like and what God was actually doing in his soul. He did not allow his surroundings to confuse his mind, his heart, or his spirit by tricking him into doing something that looked right but would have been completely wrong for the season that God was taking him in, into. In desolation, Jesus could have looked around but and said, God, you're not calling me to the work that I feel like you're calling me to. But instead, he looked around and prepared himself For what he knew God was doing in his life. He knew what God was taking him to. And he wasn't tricked by what he saw around him. And when God took him just a little bit over three years later to a place that was full of life. He knew that the next season in his life was purposed for death. Hallelujah. So he knew he was not tricked by the things that were around him, he allowed for his soul to guide him to the Father. He wasn't tricked by the life that was around him to say, no, God, ministry looks great right now. It's my time to serve more. He leaned into his death on the cross so we could have the right. Say amen, somebody. Is there a church? He knew that he needed to lean into his death so that we could have the right to eternal life with Jesus Christ our Lord if you are looking at your surroundings you may let yourself be tricked by what you see yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: but if you look with the eyes of faith yes, sir. God will give you appropriate spiritual instruction for every season of life that you find that find yourself in. And this right here brings us to our text. But before we go there, if you are looking for your next season and you're not willing to allow the enemy to trick you with what your eyes see, but you're willing to allow God to sell your spirit to lead you in the way everlasting. Can I just hear from those that are here, or those that are in the in um, on Facebook Live? Just type in "I believe God." I believe God. Just give God praise for the season that's coming your way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus finds himself preparing for death in a place that's full of life. He finds himself preparing for death in a place that's full of life. He wasn't tricked by his surroundings, but he found himself leaning into the will and the the love of the Savior, of God himself. So he decided in the garden, as he does this, he goes there with a few friends. And he goes into the garden in this place where life is to get what he needs from God. You can read it yourself if you'd like. We'll start in verse 36. It says, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there. Sit here while I go over there. He said, sit here while I go over there. He went to the garden with 11 disciples. Now, you know, there were 12, but there was one that was sent out. He went out to betray Jesus So 11 after Passover. We're sitting there with him. And he said, hey, sit here while I go over the pray. But he took three more. So I'm not too good at math. So 11, 10, 9, 8. 11, 8, right? So eight of them, eight of them were sitting there while they went. Jesus and the three went further so he could get what he needed from God. Jesus knew what was coming sit here while I go over there He took Peter James and the two sons of Zebedee and they began he began to be sorrowfully troubled then he said to them my soul is very sorrowful even unto death remain here and watch with me Jesus knew what was coming saints and he had everyone with him or I should say around him when it was his time to prepare for what God was about to do next in his life And he realized that he could not properly prepare for his next season if he had too many people around him because he had to pull away. They would pull him away from what God was doing inside of him to explain what was going on to them. Have you ever been in a situation where God wanted to talk with you specifically? But you had so many voices around you. So many people that weren't necessarily connected to God like you were connected to God. And they needed explanation with regard to the things of God. That God planted you deeply into the ground and you were springing up as a new plant in him. But they weren't doing the work, the spiritual work to understand the things of God that God was taking you in. So every time God spoke, you had to say, all right, God, wait a minute. I got that. This is what he said. All right. God, I'm ready for your next instruction. This is what he said. Saints, I will offer to you, and my next point is right here. There are times where God will have you leave people here to take you there. Everyone can't go with you where God is taking you. That's right. Some people are going to have to wait here while you go there so you can prepare for your next season. That's right. If you take them where you're going, you'll be distracted from the instruction of the father because they are not mature enough to hear the word of the Lord that he is sharing with you. If you take them, you're going to miss your next instruction. So let them wait. But you have to go. Say amen, somebody. Let them wait right here. But you have to go a little further. Now, I get it. I understand we are in a season where people are quick to cut people off. We're in a season in life and in culture where people are quick. To cut people off. If you're not serving my purpose. You go away. But that's not what I see my savior doing. What I see God doing. Is leaving his disciples here. So he can go and mature himself. He can go to God in prayer. And be retaliated. He can go to God in prayer. He can get what he needs from the master. And he can come back. and restore unto them the joy of their salvation. They're sleeping in their faith. They have lost. Slow down. No need to yell. The church is empty. They have lost the joy of their salvation. But Jesus had to go to get restored, renewed instruction from the master so he could prepare them for their next season. If he would have taken all of them with him, they would have been pulling on him. And he would have had to learn what God, he would have had to get instruction by instruction. So he said, wait here, I'm going to go there and I will be back. Saints, this is not a season to cut people off. This is a season to get what you need from God and bring it back to your community. Say amen, somebody. It's not a season to walk away. This is a season to go get what you need from the Lord and to bring it back to where God sends you. The season for cutting people off is over. That was 2020. The pandemic allowed us. Hallelujah. Slow down. The pandemic allowed us time. To cut people off. Now it's time to restore our faith. Don't push me now. Because you're about to make me work. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) That's a setup. I heard. (laughs) That's a setup. We have cut the right people off in 2020. The Lord has done the work. He's allowed us time enough and space enough to do what we needed to do. To send those who did not serve the purpose God had for us Away, and now it's time for us to restore our faith. It's time to satisfy the longings of our soul. And when we get filled by God, now we come back and serve our community. That's right. It's not time to run away, it's time to go back home. Say amen, somebody. Not time to cut people off. It's time to go back home. Get what you need from God and then go back home and teach those that don't have what God gave you. The cutoff is over. Hold on. Hold on. The cutoff is over. Now it's time to help people grow. It's time to help fertilize the soil of the soul that God's planted us to be in. We are supposed to bloom where we're planted. And this brings us to our last point Hallelujah I feel real good in my soul You hear me? Holy God You've been trying to run with weight This is why Paul said to us It's time for us to lay aside every weight And every sin That so easily besets us And to run this race with patience You're carrying people You're carrying things You're carrying burdens That God did not put on your back You're carrying people You're carrying things You're carrying burdens That God did not place on you And you feel obligated To carry them God said tell them to wait right here (laughs) Holy God of Israel Tell them to wait right here You get what you need from God And I'll be right back (laughs) Don't cut them off yet They're not sons of perdition yet. There's still room for them at the cross. I haven't died. Holy. Haven't died yet. Holy Spirit hasn't come yet. They're going to be the ones that wait and receive the Spirit of God. Wonderful. Jesus, we glorify you. They're going to be the ones that reveal the nature of the King. Don't cut them off. I've got use for them. Don't cut them off. Hey, I've got needs. Stay down. <laughs> Stay right here. Stay right here. I've got need for them. I've got need for them. I've got need for them. Don't cut them off. Jesus. Don't cut them off. Just tell them to wait a little while. Oh, Say, wait a little while. Wait a little while. Wait a little while. Be right back. What? Hallelujah. And after realizing, hallelujah, Jesus. after realizing that there was a need to be met and those around him Needed to, and those who were supposed to be around him were around him. Jesus falls on his face before God. After realizing. Not being tricked by his season. And after realizing. That he needed to tell some people to wait where, where they were. So he could be restored and renewed and rejuvenated. He falls on his face before God alone. The Bible says that going a little further. He fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. I love this passage of scripture, and this is my last point. I'll give it to you. I'm going home because it gives me a little comfort. Ask me why I'll tell you. I said, ask me why I'll tell you. Why? If you ain't asked me, i was going to tell you anyway. <laughs> because if Jesus can have a moment, it's safe to say I can have one too. <laughs> if Jesus can have a moment where he says, I don't want to go through this, it's safe to say I can have one too. If Jesus can have a season, a time in his life where he's like, God, I know you've called me to this, but it seems a little heavy for me. And I I can, it's safe to say if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the lover of our soul, the Savior of the whole universe can say this might be a little too much for me to bear then it's all right for us to say, you know what, God, this feels a little heavy for me. I've had at least 11 funerals during this pandemic. It seems a little heavy for me. My brother almost died in this pandemic. It seems a little heavy for me. There is a lot of change going on. Some of you may have lost your... It seems a little heavy for me. Some of you may have lost some... It seems a little heavy for me. But if it be your will, nevertheless... Come on! Nevertheless, come on. not my will, but your will... Be done. I don't know how I'm gonna get through it, but I trust you. To be my everlasting hallelujah. I trust you to take me through this, like you brought me through that. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I trust you to carry me. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I trust you to take me from where I am, where I don't believe you, as I should believe you. Hallelujah. To take me. And he knew why he was there. Yeah, he man. also knew that he did not need to be fooled by what he saw, but he needed to lean into the salvation that was to come for us. Thank you. His pain was our salvation. Thank I you. believe it was Isaiah that said he was bruised. Come on! Yeah. For our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. We are. We are. We are. Yes, sir. I ain't here to we are. We are. We are healed. I understand that we're going through a pandemic, but you heard me say my brother almost died. <laughs> yes, to you. You hear me? Yes. My brother almost died, but he's still alive. <laughs> There are some people that have had some sickness in your body, and you almost took, went home to be with the Lord, but you're still here. That's you're Give him praise. Oh my, God. my God. My God. He wasn't fooled by his surroundings. He knew he was firm in his faith, and even when he asked for another plan, he knew exactly what it had to do. Yeah. Some of you, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amazing. Hallelujah. Some of you find yourself in this very same situation as our great Savior. We know where we are, and we know why we're there. We know exactly who God created us to be. We know who should and should not be with us, who who should and should not be around us. And we've done all of the work required to pull away from every distraction. That's right. And we know now that we have a decision to make. God's prepared the room for us. And we know now that we have a decision to make. Will you choose to follow the Lord? Or will you lean into what is comfortable for you? Will you choose to let God create for you? Or will you take matters into your own very capable hands? You hear what I said? Jesus, if you look down a few verses, you see that Peter, when when the soldiers came to take his life, Jesus says, after Peter cut this man's ear off, he says, put away your sword, verse 52. For all who live by the sword will perish by the sword. Verse 53, or do you not think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide for me more than 12 legions of angels? Jesus didn't have to go through this. Come on. He had very capable hands that did not require him to die a death on the cross. That's right. There are things that you could do yeah. that you don't necessarily have to lean into. You could take matters into your very capable hands, but you'll create the outcome. And you'll be responsible for it going forward. Today we find ourselves in our own garden experience. And God is asking us for a decision to be made. It may feel like you've come to the garden alone, but you're never alone. He's with you in your trouble. And he's with you in your struggle. When decisions are difficult to make, he's there speaking to you, helping you to depend on his spirit. And when it's hard to leave people to walk more closely with him, he's there to help you do the hard things. He's with you, leaning. You can lean and depend on him, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. And he's faithful to do exactly that. And for this, we give our God all the praise. I heard this song recently that was just released a little bit ago, I think it was a few weeks ago. It's been blessing my life. I'm not sure if you know it, but I'm going to try it real quick. Um, The lyrics are... Through the day and the night. <laughs> it will be alright. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just look up. It's a, it's a new day. Move forward and, Move forward, and
1: you'll, be okay. you'll be okay. Why? Cause I am with
0: you. You might feel alone right now. But I am with you. You might feel like you're in your garden all by yourself. But. As you pray,
1: leaving, I'm with you. Hear
0: the voice of the Lord as he sings this over you.
1: Leaving, I'm I'm not, I'm
0: with you. Would you mind playing that as we open the doors of the church of transition? And as we go to the community table, could you just sing that? Just, just allow for that blanket to lay over the people of God. (laughs) We need to be blanketed with the presence of the King. The doors of the church are open. Some of you may feel like you've been in your garden. You may feel as though God has forgotten you. You may know who you are and what God's called you to Where God's leading you to. You've done the work to cut people off in 2020. And now you're doing the work to understand who needs to stay here for a minute. So you can go and be rejuvenated and restored and built up in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And now it's decision making time. Some of you have to make the very first decision that allows you to make the next decision. Which is... To accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You can make a whole bunch of decisions. But if you make every decision. Without first making that decision. You are taking matters into your own very capable hands. But God can do so much more than what you can do. Say amen somebody. God can do so much more than you could even imagine. And all you have to do. If you want to allow this moment to be a moment of transition from doing what you can do to supernatural power and ability, it's a simple prayer that you have to pray. If you've never prayed this prayer and asked Jesus in your heart, just pray this prayer with me. God, I thank you for this life you gave, but I have no idea what I'm doing with it. I ask, Lord, that you would be my savior that you would be my God. I put my hand in your hand and I make you my Lord. I believe you lived, you died, and you rose again. And all power is in your hands. I make you my Lord today. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time, welcome home. I believe the angels rejoice when somebody prays that prayer. See, we sound real quiet right now. Can somebody rejoice? I don't know who's doing what. (laughs) Can somebody clap their hands and give God praise? Disciples at the table together. The disciples are there focused on what they've always done. But Jesus is there focusing on what is about to occur. In verse 17 of chapter 26, it reads: Now the first day of unleavened bread. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, the teacher says, my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at our house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and they prepared the Passover. It seems really normal, but it was time for God to adjust what what was and lay a foundation for what was to be. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, And after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat, this is my body, I thank you for your body, broken for us, let's eat together. The disciples were used to bitter herbs, salt water, sweet apples and other elements. They were used to the bread symbolizing a rush to exit from Egypt, but now they would rep, this bread would represent the broken body of Jesus bruised for us. And then he says, he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many. the forgiveness of sins the disciples were used to the blood being representative of the salvation experience the night that the angel of death visited their ancestors in egypt but god was flipping the script a little bit and now it would represent the shed blood of our redeemer who as we now know would pay a debt that he did not owe wonderful jesus because we owe the debt that we could not pay. Let's drink together. grateful for the opportunity to be with you this morning. And as we go from here, not leaving the presence of God, but going into the presence of those that we had to leave here for a little while so we could be restored with the master. Let's go with singing and understanding the power of our risen Savior.
1: Jesus went to Calvary to save the rest.